I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and as always, I have Matt here with me. Hello. That was a big hello. Hello. (laughs) That was a big long hello. Hello. And today we are very excited to speak to you about quite a personal topic. I am actually going to be interviewing Matt today. Another little interview. There will be some great questions on a great topic because the 25th of November was Matt's birthday. Yay! Hooray. This is when we should have had special effects like birthday special effects. Are they in the budget? No. Oh. <laughs> I wish they were though. We'll have to work on so that. So if we were probably ranked in the top 50,000 health and fitness podcasts, we might have the budget for some special effects. We probably would have. But because we're in the, I think we're around 60,000 to 70,000. You get me. Out of a possible 70,000. Yeah, we're, we're stuck with Courtney. And that's fine. You know what? That is fine. Anyway, today's episode is going to be on Matt's birthday and you may think that that is a very strange topic uh, for our weight loss podcast but I think you will find as you keep listening it will all make sense in the end. So Matt to start off with how old are you? 40. 40 the big 4-0 very exciting. Really is it okay. Well for some. (laughs) So, Matt, how do you feel, though, about turning 40? How do I feel right now? In general, how have you felt about turning 40? Uh, it's been tough. Been a tough idea of turning 40? You could say that. Yes. A challenging time. Do you feel 40 years old? Do I feel it? Yeah. No. No, not in the slightest. No, more, more like 20s. Mm. No questions asked. Physically and mentally? Mentally, I feel about 15 (laughs) at best. Not going to argue with that. At best. Uh, Physically, no, I feel as good as, well, I feel at least as good as I ever have in my life. Yeah. Uh, If not better, I train harder, I recover faster, I run faster, I'm stronger, I'm, my immune system is the best it's ever been. Yeah. Yep. So you don't feel 40? No. But you are 40. And you mentioned that Chronologically, you, yes. But that you mentioned that you have not had a pleasant uh, experience mentally turning 40? No, it's been uh, a uh, a tough month or so. I would agree with that since I live with you. So <laughs> So the reason as well that now we're getting into sort of the nuts and bolts of this this podcast. So Matt definitely has been a bit off for the past month or so. Uh, he's really sort of been in a negative headspace. And 
I finally put it down to the fact that he was turning 40. That would be the only reason why this was had come about. So, Matt, you would agree that you've been in a negative headspace lately. I would. Based around the fact that you have uh, had this milestone birthday coming up. I would. So why has turning 40 affected you so much? Ooh, straight to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tower roll. What's that? Tower roll. <laughs> You're good. You're good. This is why I keep you around. Wait, this is why I keep me around. I'll tell you that you're good. Don't judge the question now. Come on, I'm tell not, us. No, I'm not judge the question. Okay, so I have found the concept of turning 40 uh, very difficult to wrap my head around. And it purely comes from the fact that I spent so many years when I was younger very, very overweight, very unhealthy, uh, no social life to speak of. So it feels like there was a gap mm. in my life. So I've told some people, and I think I may have said it on previous episodes of this fine podcast, that it feels like I've lived two lives. Mm. So the first life went for um, almost 30 years. Mm. And the second life has gone up until, well, it's continuing now. So that's all been well and good. Uh, and I was going along just fine. And then it just started to occur to me, well, I suppose, wait, way down on my mind um, that I guess I sort of, sort of started beating myself up for, in my mind, wasting so many years when I was younger, accomplishing, well, I suppose now being much better with it, I accomplished more than I gave myself credit for. But in my mind, it just felt like years and years wasted down the drain. Mm. And so in my mind, where I am chronologically turning or turned 40, it felt like I've been robbed. Mm. And that at most, I should be turning 30. And that just sort of got stuck in my head and fested that you'd wasted 30 years of your life yes i mean really in hindsight is it a waste no because no. i wouldn't be here without it um but you know well that's pretty much it, what you'd convince yourself it was really that so that's why you went into that sort of headspace well i mean you tell yourself enough you tell yourself something enough times you're going to believe it sooner or later for better or for worse that's what we tell our clients as well. Uh, Courtney has a saying, um, was it whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Yes. Uh, so I guess relating that to, to where I've been going through the last, um, the last couple of weeks, I thought I couldn't in that way. So I was right. Mm. And it held me back. Mm. So going back to that sort of first 30 years of your life, you were overweight putting it mildly yes you were in a bad mental situation most of the time you suffered from depression i was a mess yes you didn't work much <laughs> no not am at i all, right actually. in saying that Late, well yes that you are very right saying that you didn't work much and you were very unhealthy well, and yeah. then ended up getting type 2 diabetes yes correct yes anything i've missed there 
Um, that, no, that, that pretty much sums it up. No social life. Um, I was started cutting myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's probably about it. Everything else, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head. Yep. Yep. So then, when you look back now, turning forty, yes, you think about those first thirty years, yep. and as you said, you you were convincing yourself that you had wasted that first thirty years of your life. Yes. So, right now, turning forty, you. It just, it didn't really sink in how you could be turning 40. That's exactly it. Um, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it, it, it's surreal. Mm. It's like, how is this possible? Well, I know how it's possible mm-hmm. because time has passed, but also how is this possible? And then when I thought about how it's possible, I just said to myself, well, it's because I wasted so many years um, just living a shitty unhealthy you know victim life and then but then in some way i sort of became a victim again myself Mm. how well because i was moping around woe is me my life is over fuck my life Mm. i'm past it you know (laughs) courtney will courtney will tell you that um and i admit this i did become progressively harder to be around Yes. Because I was just a miserable shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely you were. Um, and it took it actually did take me a little while to figure out why it was happening or whereabouts this was coming from. And when I all figured it out, it sort of it, it all fell into place there. So with all that in mind, where do you think... I want to ask you this question and not because I think that I want to look at regretting the past. It's more a reflection. Where do you think you'd be now if you hadn't made that change to your life about 10, 13 years ago? If I stayed the same? If you had stayed on the same track that you were on, where do you think your life would be now? Uh, well, at worst, dead. Mm. At best, well on the same track, just as bad. So not, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here talking on the weight loss podcast with my beautiful wife. Yes. Living where we live. I'd be back where I was, I would say probably doing the same thing. So being a victim, being depressed, being unhealthy, not really having any sort of real career to speak of, um, just basically self-sabotaging. Yeah. Yeah, and on I, a daily basis. I think that that story is is very familiar to a lot of people that have lived most of their life a certain way, and then they've decided to make a change, and then, as as you said, Matt, then they feel like they've got this whole second life that they're leading, which is fantastic. Like it, it's a it's a wonderful thing because the the truth of the matter is, gyms. And health centers or whatever are filled with millions and millions and millions and millions of people worldwide. Mm. Like we now work, we work in a multi-billion dollar industry that just makes money hand over fist. There's a gazillion people moving in and out of it. But the fact is most people that, you know, start their weight loss attempts don't actually get it. 
yeah. for one reason or another, 99 times out of 100 self-inflicted, they don't get it. Mm. So to be one of the very, very, very few that actually do something with it, it's, it's absolutely, it feels almost like a privilege. And I'm very proud of myself. But something I, I do say to people, and I think this is also why, I think this is why Courtney and I work with the people that we are lucky enough to work with because they can relate to this, is that, we'll put it this way, if you haven't come from that background or experienced it yourself, you can't pretend. Yeah. You can't fake it and you can't have, I guess you'd say, insider knowledge. So the point I'm getting towards here is this. No matter how much you turn yourself around and no matter how much you turn your life around, your health, your body shape, your performance, your career, your relationships, all those things, no matter how much you turn them around, if you come from that background where you spent enough time being overweight, unhealthy, unhappy, etc., there is going to be a price to pay, probably prices to pay, and there is going to be baggage that you will carry with you forever. Mm. Yeah. And I'm no different. Absolutely. So this is something I do stress uh, to the clients that I work with that, yes, if, if you know, pretty much if you do what I ask you to do, you're going to, you're going to lose a lot of weight, you're going to get in great shape, you're going to feel good, but it's not going to erase everything. It just makes you better at dealing with it, but it doesn't make you immune to things coming up, and I'm no exception. Yeah, well, I can't also erase memories. And for you, you know, the early parts of your life are all memories. Yep. So you can't erase those. And Well, sorry, I've still spent the overwhelming majority of my life in that situation. Mm. So I'm not that far removed where it feels like a distant memory when it feels like yesterday. No, that's right. I mean, it's not like it was 30 years ago. No, it, it, it does feel like I, yesterday or even or last week. Yeah. So it's still really fresh for you. Oh, extremely. And in some ways, very raw. Mm. So in terms of your headspace now after your birthday yeah. has happened how is your men's mental state based around turning 40 now compared to where it was for the last month um the complete opposite right because in the end the sky hasn't fallen <laughs> the zombies haven't taken over the earth the apes haven't risen uh, not yet and enslaved humanity so it we're, this is not the planet of the apes <laughs> Um, it's not the, the zombie apocalypse. Uh, it's not the movie Armageddon. No. So, in, you know how I feel? Great. Good. Fantastic. And so, what is the difference? Because there there be a lot of people out there thinking to themselves, yeah, I have these thoughts sometimes. It might not be based around a birthday. It might just, as you said, you go through all the change. However, there's certain things... That well, you're going to hold on to. And there's can, certain triggers in your life that may bring up some feelings or some memories. And you can beat yourself up. You can. And hold, almost hold it against yourself. Yeah. So what did you do to change that mental state? Um, I just accept the fact that... Well, something I tell my clients is that I'm always looking to control the controllables. Yeah. Things that are in your hands. Mm. 
Age, unfortunately, is not one of them. At yeah. least not yet. No. Uh, so, whilst you can't control your chronological age, and while you can't change the past, what you can do is make the most of what you've got. So, just for example, for me, being age 40 doesn't mean I have to act it or mm-hmm. go through some silly midlife crisis when really I don't feel anywhere near it. Mm. I don't perform anywhere near it. Uh, I get enough compliments saying I don't look anywhere near it. So I'll take all of that. But I'll also realize, and I do realize that it's out of my control. So worry about being the best version of me that I can be because in the end, that's been my goal and my ongoing goal for some time. That doesn't change. Mm. So now I suppose um, it's up to me to represent myself the best way that I can um, getting into my 40s. Yeah. But it doesn't feel that way, I'll tell you that. Which is a, a good feeling, I must admit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's a really good headspace to be in because then you're saying to yourself, well, I'm going to represent 40 even though I don't feel 40. So you're representing 40 in a whole different way. Yeah, because now I'm at the age where I guess you could say I'm in the age bracket now where people start to say things like, oh, I'm too old. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm too old to get in shape. I'm too old to do this. Fucking bullshit. And I think also the fact that you're not that far removed from your quote unquote previous life that a lot of people also use that as an excuse just to fall back into old habits as well. That's a really good point because it's easy to convince yourself of things. And you, like I said before, you say things enough times, you're going to believe it. Uh, yeah. So this is where I've, I've seen and heard people that I've worked with in my career say things to me like, you know, I, I think I'm always going to be this way mm. if they're overweight, if they're unhappy or whatever. So if, you know, I mean, I'm not going to get all kumbaya on us and say, oh, just change the way you think and it'll be better because bullshit, you have to go and work for it. But the things you tell yourself, your actions are going to make them happen. Mm. So if I, for example, were to sit here um, having a cry to myself saying, oh, I've wasted so much time. Um, I'm just meant to be, I'm just meant to be lazy. I'm meant to be out of shape. I'm not meant to have a good career, etc." My actions sooner or later will make that come true. Yeah, 100%. So I choose not to tell myself those things now. It's, it's uh, A month in that hole was long enough. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's important that you're able to recognize it. And that was the the idea as well that Matt and I had spoken about doing this podcast on this topic was that it's something I think that a lot of people can relate to. So whether it be a milestone birthday coming up like in Matt's case or whether it just might be some other sort of trigger point that has come up, go. It could just also be just regret. Yeah, regret's huge. It's a, I sometimes think that regret's like a silent killer. Because it, it can really take over. And you beat, it's, yeah. you beat yourself up about it. And I'm still in two minds. You tell me, Matt, what you think about regret. Because I'm still in two minds about it. Because there's part of me that thinks, forget regret. You can't think about it. You know, just forget it even exists. And the other half of me says, that is unreasonable 
to think that. You can't completely take regret out of life. There's always going to be, we're human beings, there's always going to be a certain amount of regret and you can learn from the things you've done in the past. But I think it's a really slippery slope because you've got to try to stay somewhere maybe in the center so you're not constantly looking backwards but then you're not forgetting about it either does that make sense no okay wait yes okay good makes total sense yep yeah so i think that that regret have you found that matt with thinking back in your past that it, you can get sucked in too deep to be thinking about the past. Well, look where I've been. Well, recently. yeah, so I think the so last the, month has been a prime example so of that. The, so the response is yes. Yet, if you really pushed me to answer the question, would you go back and change anything? I would have to say no, I would not. Mm. Because I wouldn't have you, my beautiful wife. I wouldn't have the house that we live in together. I wouldn't have the business that you and I work in together and run together. I wouldn't have the amazing clients that I'm privileged to work with on a daily basis, helping them to improve their lives. All that goes away. Mm. Because if I don't go through what I put myself through when I was younger, I don't... The people that I work with, the people that I've met, there's no connection there because there's no, there's no empathy. There's no relatability. Uh, so you know what? I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. So looking back. What I've got is pretty good. As part of that is important. Would you encourage your clients to look back at where they've come from, to have that still as part of their journey, to make sure that they're learning lessons and things like that? Or do you encourage your clients to not look back at all? Uh, I don't encourage them actually not to look back at all because I think that's um, pushing shit uphill. Yeah. Uh, I think... I don't know how you cannot look back at all. I think it just comes down to how you frame it in your mind. I think it's human nature to want to look back. Well, really. Yes, uh, I think so as well. And I'm also a nostalgic person. I do pine for the return of 80s music <laughs> and 90s music. I know. Music. I actually quite like some of the 70s, to be honest, as well. Yes, even though you weren't around then. Even though I wasn't around then, but I grew up listening to it. My dad was massive, massive music fan. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I don't encourage my clients not to look back. I encourage them to frame it the right way mm. and to use it as a way to acknowledge how far they've come because it's easy for all of us, and I'm definitely no exception, it's easy for us to under or downplay everything we've done because we're not where we want to be. Yeah. Yet... I don't know if anyone will ever be where they want to be because when you get any form of success, all you want is more. Mm. So we're all climbing towards the top of a mountain, but it's the top of a mountain we'll never reach because we keep putting the peak further and further away, Yes, which keeps us climbing upwards. So I do encourage my clients now and then, feel free to stop and smell the roses. Mm. And give yourself a pat on the back for how far you've come and then get back to climbing up the mountain. Mm. Um, I, I'm i not a fan, and I've, easy for me to say this given that I've sort of contradicted it, I'm not a fan of beating yourself up for what you've done in the past when you can't change it but you can learn from it. Um, so even though I've done it myself, I'm still not a fan of it because it's, well, it's, it's unproductive, 
it's unhealthy and it's not fun. No. So screw that. No. And it can be, as you've sort of experienced, it can be really dark sort of place you can get yourself stuck in as well. Well, I mean, you, Courtney, Courtney will, will back me up on this because she was she had to go through it. Like I've, I've had those days again where I've been stuck in bed. Mm. Not cool, man. No, well, it's just not a good feeling. And it can really take over unless you actively push yourself back out of it. So, yep. so let's go on to maybe some advice here from your perspective, Matt, in terms of you just told us a bit about what you've gone through and why you think you've gone through it. Yeah. I actually want to do a two-part advice question here for you uh-huh. because a lot of what you've been going through is based around the first 28 29 30 roughly years of your life yeah so let's just round it up for 30 for argument's sake so most of what you've been going through is looking back on that first 30 years of your life and you said to yourself as well that if you had stayed in that first 30 years of your life you had stayed that person then you'd be in a very different place today and i think there's a lot of people that and you listening might be one of these people that are still not in that healthy great place yet that you want to be in. So Matt, your advice, if you were your 30 year old self, if you're talking to your 30 year old self, what would be the piece of advice you would give that, that Matt, that 30 year old Matt? Hmm. That's a good question. Don't get complacent. Hmm. Why? Why choose complacency as the advice? I like when you use my own questions against me. I know. Very good. It's Why? annoying, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's a fantastic way to ask someone questions. It's brilliant. Where do you get that one yes. from? Yes. Now, why that advice? Because that's my biggest weakness. Right. That's it. Um, do you feel like that was your biggest problem back when you were... In your 20s? Complacency? Yeah. No. No? No, definitely not. Um, my biggest problem in my 20s was just that uh, I was lazy uh, and would blame everyone but myself for my problems. Mm. So that's, that's different now where I know that any problems I have are of my own doing which means they'll be mine to fix. Hmm. So I, I would say don't get complacent because, as I said before in the past, uh, I am a victory eater when it comes to emotional eating. I'm not, I, don't get, I don't eat poorly or make poor choices when I'm upset. Uh, Courtney will back me up on this the last month when I have not been at my best that hasn't actually changed my training or my eating patterns no. at all. No. So I don't I don't sort of go down that path and just smash cake into my face wholesale because I feel sorry for myself. My my issues um, the last ten years or so have been when things have been going well, I found it easy to take my foot off the pedal. Mm. And that's when it can get really dangerous because you start to slip in the way you do things. So looking from a, a an exercise perspective, for example, you don't train as hard. Yeah. You're doing a weight session and you might just rack it when even though you know you've got a couple of reps left in you. 
or you might not increase the weight, even though deep down you know, if your life depended on it, you could definitely do a heavier weight. Or in a cardio session, you might pull up a few minutes early. That's enough. Hmm. You know? Or you're on a on a, a stopwatch and the and the, the the clock is winding down on a certain exercise, you might pull up five seconds short, ten seconds short. Ah, oh, that's enough. That sort of complacency. Or the complacency where um you start to let your bad or let habits slip in mm. the kitchen. And something that might be a weekly treat becomes two times a week, three times a week, four times a week, daily. Mm. You know? So that's um that's been I think the biggest weakness that I've had. And that's the advice I would give myself when I turn thirty, because other than that, um, I've done all right. Yeah, you have. So then my second part of this advice question would be, yep, you're back into a great frame of mind now, but as of only a few days ago, you were still in that sort of month-long negative haze, let's call it. So what would be your advice now on the other side of that, being able to reflect on why and how and all of those sort of questions, being able to reflect on that, what would be your advice to somebody if they are feeling like they are in a negative haze for whatever reason? Uh, you're not the only one. Even the professionals go through it. So don't beat yourself up for having that. Uh, but talk to someone. Mm. Get it off your chest. Like I even, Courtney, I'm pretty sure I told Courtney. If I haven't, then... Sorry. I'm sorry, I'll find out right now. Yeah, you'll find out right now. I have told a few people leading up to it that that was an issue I was struggling with where it felt like I had years of my life taken away from me. Mm. So I did realize it, um, but then doing something about it's a different story. Uh, so, But you felt like telling people was helpful? Well, I think it definitely uh, added up to becoming very helpful. That's because then you sort of speak it into existence and it's out there. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say something similar, which is that I think by telling other people, you are making it real. I think a lot of the time when we think thoughts, it's so easy to pass them off as other things. Mm. But when you actually speak them or when you actually write them down and and open that up to showing someone else or telling someone else, then it becomes actual real words. Yep, I agree completely. So that would be your, your number one advice to someone, which would be to tell someone or speak to someone about it? Definitely speak to someone about it because then you get it off your chest and you can then start to move forward uh, and deal with it. And I, rather than say this as, a, as advice for someone else, advice I would give myself a month or two ago, Mm. mate get over yourself Mm. get over yourself you can't control it um no one cares how old you are yeah whether you're turning 40 50 80 110 whatever the world is going to revolve regardless the sun will come up regardless it'll go down regardless get over yourself that's the advice i give back to me recently yeah um and uh yeah to, to other people talk to someone yeah. Just have a chat about it because a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this as well, it's, it's very easy to bury things in the back of your mind and not speak about it, but it sort of festers and becomes worse. 
Yeah, and I think as well that for for me, Matt, I think what I've learned because I think that even when you're not the one going through it, when you're watching someone else go through something that you can also learn from it. And I think watching you, Matt, go through that, I think the thing that I've learned the most is that it's reminded me that and I think we all need to be reminded of stuff that we already know sometimes, mm. you know, with, with day-to-day life, you know, things just get in the way and different things take our attention and it's nice to be reminded of certain lessons. And I think the biggest thing I've been reminded of is that there is a big difference between reflection and regret. Wow, that's deep. But I, I agree completely. I think that it's just one of the things that I think that I have really sort of um, cemented in my mind. And I mean, I've always known that there's a big difference between them, but I think it's really cemented it in my mind that to me, regret is something that you are looking back and you do open yourself up to having the, those negative thoughts. You you open yourself up to, to beating yourself down about things that, like you said, Matt, that you can't control. I mean, they've happened in the past. There's no way that you can control that or change that. You can learn from it. But I think reflection has more of a positive connotation to it. And it does, I think, encourage learning more so than beating yourself down. Would you agree with that? Uh, drop the mic, drop the mic, Courtney. Okay. You just nailed it. That was outstanding. Good. I Yes, I do agree completely. So, yes. do you feel like now, in terms of your your previous um, weight loss and health problems uh, that you had, that you you can look at it now in terms of more reflection type of a a mindset? Yeah, definitely. Rather than a regretful one. Well, most of the time I do. Okay. And most of the time I have. I guess just it was just the milestone birthday. That made it harder. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, uh, so nine times out of ten, uh, I can look back and give myself a bit of a pat on the back and then keep striving to move forward. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that, well, that's one of my questions I had based around this topic and I'll let you finish up, Matt, with this. But I think that that... That was really, I think that that was really helpful and I hope that was really helpful because I think that it's an important thing as you touched on that to um, just re-emphasize that just because we're trainers or we're experts in our field that doesn't mean that we don't go through the same issues sometimes. But we're still human too uh, and as I said earlier, we have our own backgrounds and there are or there is baggage that comes along with that. Um, and just because we help others doesn't mean we've got it all figured out and we're perfect creatures because no, we're not. Uh, we're far from it. Uh, and I wouldn't mind hearing from you. Send us an email at podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. Have you gone through this? Are you going through this? Or is this something that plays on your mind? How do you deal with your own regrets from your past? Yeah. please feel free to reach out and email us because I know for me, I would like to hear from you just to know that I'm not the only one because mm. it is a, a common sort of feeling is that, oh shit, I'm not normal. I'm the only one that goes through this. Uh, so yes, an email would be fabulous. I think that's a fantastic idea. Courtney, Matt. what's our email address again? Podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. And I think that the thing also, just to mention there as well, I think Matt's idea is 
awesome. And just also remember that it doesn't matter if you have had, not had 30 years of your life in a different um, lifestyle like Matt has. I don't even think we need to frame it. If you have any form of regret, yeah, that's on, actually true. On, on your on your previous health, weight, weight struggles, whatever, let's hear it. Mm. Just get it out there. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I think that's an awesome, awesome idea. So, um, Matt, if there's nothing else you want to add to um, your story there, I think that will wrap this one up. Yes, there is actually. Oh, there is. There is one thing. Good, Courtney. Yes. Thanks for helping. Oh, you're welcome. You're the best. Oh, that's nice. You're isn't it? the best. Thank you. I love my wife. What can I say? Oh, oh. Uh, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. I hope this um, episode has helped. As I said, I think it's a really important topic to touch on. And I think that it can... Um, what? Oh, damn. I okay, have... so Courtney has gone bye-bye. Hopefully, I had something in my mind and it just went. Hopefully this has provided some insight and hopefully this has helped. Um, yep. Hopefully you don't lose your mind like I do. And yeah, If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening. Yes. We're going to call it a show. Courtney, well done. Thank You're you. A star. Thank you, and speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes, and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.